because here's the thing with ADHD, right? We don't want every problem that we have to be a roadblock that we have to fix or problem solve before we can move forward in life. Because if that's the case, it's it's going to feel like you're like forward back, forward back, like you're just on the one spot, not moving. I am so excited to be finally back talking to you all. Like it has been a red hot minute. So if you are new to this space, welcome. My focus, instead of just being on broad mental health, I've really kind of niched down a little bit in terms of ADHD. And so what I want to do every week is answer your questions about ADHD. Hey everyone, so welcome to another ADHD chat. So I'm Sky, and today I wanted to talk with you uh, about like how we work with ADHD. You know, I get a lot of people, you know, messaging me, give me a call, coming in. And a lot of the time it's around like, oh, okay, I've got ADHD or my child's got ADHD or my teen or my partner has ADHD. You know, what is the best treatment approach or what is the best way for us to kind of manage and support it? And if you look at the research, what it tells us is that the best way to support or manage ADHD is through a strength-based approach. Now, to me, when I first heard this, I was like, oh, that sounds fucking awesome. Like, of course, right? It sounds great. And in, in theory, it's fucking awesome. But in reality, it can be super tricky. And I wanted to, to talk and flesh some of that out with you today, right? Like, if you think about it, you know, strength-based literally means focus on the things that you do well, focus on positive qualities, focus on strengths, and put all of the energy over there in that basket, right? Yet when we're going to counselors, psychologists, pediatricians with me, it was like the speechy with my son or the OT, like all of the things, even the coach, right? Like our, our view is very much around problem. How do I pay more attention? How do I focus better? How do I um, not kind of interrupt people so much? How do I tone myself down? Like it was so focused, I don't know about for you, but for me around like um, managing issues and problems versus focusing on strengths. And in my early years of psychology um, and, you know, going and seeing therapists and learning about my son and how he kind of struggles, you know, my focus still was over here. It was over in problem area. And it's really tricky when we go somewhere and we're wanting help in one area to really get our head around why we would be focused in a completely different direction, which is things that are going well. Because you think about it, like as humans, we're not wired for positivity. We're not wired for happy. We're not wired for like, everything's amazing, right? We're wired to seek out fucking danger and fear and problem to protect ourselves so we stay alive, right? Yeah, like it's not as easy as we think it is. Like it takes conscious learning and practice. You know, I want, I want you to just think about it for a moment. Like if you just think about your day or your week or your month, and I asked you, what's gone really well? Now you might be able to tell me maybe one or two things. If you thought about it, you could probably share with me. 
But for a lot of people, it's a lot slower to respond to that question. Now, if I said to you, what problems have arisen today? What issues have come up over in the last week? What issues have come up in the last month? I guarantee you, your brain would be like fucking on fire and you would be listing like 50, 100, I don't know if you mean, like a million things as to where the problems are, right? Like that's how we're wired. And if we don't understand the reason for strength-based training or the reason for the strength-based approach and how it can support us, we can quite easily shift back into, but I need to fix the problem right? I need a solution to my problem. And until I can do that, then I can't be, right? Who finds themselves in those rules with themselves, with their partner, with their kids? Like until we fix this problem, things can't get better. Or until I can pay attention more, I can't study, right? Or until I can figure out my impulsive spending, I'm never going to have money. Like we're so invested in fixing a problem that we lose sight of where are our strengths and how can our strengths support us so that the problems are either less, right? Or because we're focusing on our strengths, we have more capacity to actually navigate our problem, right? Now, I want you to just think about it for a moment, right? Like if you spend all of your time focusing particularly around ADHD, on weakness, on problem, on issue, and like it's almost like, you know, banging your head against the fucking brick wall because you don't feel like any strategy is working. Like what starts to happen, right? Like when we take a problem-focused approach, what do you notice? Like in, and if you're listening to this, like pause it and give yourself a moment to just like write down what comes up for you. What are the issues that arise for you when you focus on problem? Now for me, what I notice for myself and even for my son is that when I focus on the problems, what happens is I start to feel like I'm a failure because what I'm doing is I'm highlighting all of my weaknesses. All of the areas that I feel like I'm failing in almost come up to the front of your face and they kind of like slap you and they become like these roadblocks or barriers between you and whatever the thing is that you want to do. And when we just focus on the things that are fucking hard for us, what we start to like do is we doubt ourselves, We doubt our ability, right? It builds low self-confidence, low self-esteem, right? And when we're thinking about ADHD, our dopamine, which is already fucking low, when we're focused on tasks that are boring, hard, or make us feel like shit, the dopamine just goes, like it just, it's gone, right? There's so many words right now, okay? And you also, when you think about it too, like it takes a lot more mental energy, right, to focus on problem than it does on strengths, right? So think about ADHD is an issue with our executive functioning. Our executive functioning is already taxed. It is already overwhelmed. You remember we talk, we've talked, if you've listened to me before, our conductor is missing most of the time. And so if we are using all of the energy that we have on tasks that are really fucking hard and we're not boosting our self-esteem and self-confidence with shit that we love, then we're taxing even more our executive functioning, which is already functioning low, right? Now, a simple example that I give people, right? If you are right-handed, what I want you to do for a moment is get a pen in your left hand and try and write as neat with that left hand as you do with the right hand, okay? 
because what happens is for most of us, unless you're ambidextrous, which is both hands work, is the left hand takes a lot more concentration. It takes a lot more energy. It takes a lot more focus. Like even like the motor skills in your wrist and your hand and then your brain and your eye coordination and all of the things, it's really fucking hard. And for ADHDers, what it's like every single day doing tasks that we don't feel good at, that we just aren't good at, it's like riding with the opposite hand. Like it's extra energy, okay? And that is not the best way for us to learn to build a positive relationship with ADHD, build a positive relationship with ourselves, build our self-confidence. Like it actually will start that shame cycle, right? We've all been in it where we're like, oh my God, I didn't get it right. And then I fucked it up. And now I'm not good enough. And I'm a failure and blah, blah, blah. And before we know it, we're in the shit storm of shame, right? And that's what happens when we focus on problem. Now, here's the thing, right? If we keep focusing on weakness, then what happens is not only do we have ADHD, but we start to breed things like anxiety. That's something I experience a lot. Panic attacks. For other people, it might be depression. For you, it might be anger and frustration, right? Whatever starts to show up, addiction, like and like all the other eating disorders, all the other problems start to like, it's like a snowball effect, right? Because we're focusing on an area where we're not doing well and we're now growing an area where we're not doing well. You know, energy breeds energy, right? The more we focus on something, the more of it we've got. Now, if we shift focus and we start to focus on our strengths, which is the shit that we are fucking good at, I want you to think about it for a minute. Like what starts to happen? Like think about an activity or a task or something that you just know you fucking rock at, right? Or you see your kid and they fucking smash it. And like what starts to happen when we engage in things that have us feel good, right? Our confidence goes up. The way that we think about ourselves change right? Like we start to feel really good on the inside. We feel like we're more likely to want to be around people, right? We're more likely to feel like we get that sense of achievement, which means boom, we get more dopamine. More dopamine again means we're more motivated, which means we're more likely to do more of the things. And this is the nature of what we do when we work with ADHD, right? We are like, what is your point of strength? What is the thing that lights you the fuck up? What is the thing that interests you? And let's do more of that because that then becomes a buffer for your executive functioning, for your dopamine, for your self-esteem, for your little heart, right? That kind of wants to feel good enough and wants to please people. And it then allows you to do more of the shit that you're not so good at, right? Because it just has you feeling better. You know, have you ever gone to do a task where you're in a good mood and it's hard and you're actually more likely to give it a go, right? Versus when you go to do a task that you just feel shit, like you know it's going to be hard, you're already in a bad mood, life is a bit fucked, you just failed something else, like maybe at uni, like you're not going to want to do it. You're not going to put your all in it. You're not even going to feel like you can concentrate on it, right? We're going to try and avoid it, right? Rejection sensitivity. I don't want to be a failure, so I'm going to avoid the things that make me feel that way. So when we work with ADHD, not only are we looking at what is your strength and what do you do well, but what we're also looking at is two other things. How can we intermittently, right, put the strength with the thing that you need to do, right? Because quite often we're in a society where it's like, well, we need to do the hard stuff and then we get the reward. 
our ADHD brain does not work like that. It will not work like that. We need to have it in reverse, right? Do the shit that makes you feel good, even if it's for 10 minutes, right? Set a fucking timer (laughs) so that we can then move into the stuff that's a little bit more problematic. And then we do that shit for 10 minutes, right? And then when we feel the dopamine going down and we feel the stuff wavering, then we come back to the shit that kind of feels okay. And then we engage in that. And what we want to practice with our little people, with our teens, even with ourselves where we can, might be with the housework, right? Is intermittent, the good stuff, get a hit of dopamine, feel really good, a little bit of the hard stuff. And I say a little bit, like we want the the, the good stuff to be higher than the hard stuff, right? Then we do it again. The strength base, we're going to do the stuff that feels good. Then a little bit of the other stuff, right? And we practice this dance so that we start to incorporate in our lives, seeing that we can do the hard stuff, seeing that we can achieve some of the stuff that we maybe didn't think we could do, right? And then that stuff can come into like, oh, I'm capable now. I can do this. And then we do it with the next thing. Right, And we just practice that dance. And it's so important with kids. Like if you know that your child is really good at something and really shit at something else, the really, like I used to get really caught up in this and I'd be like, no, Max, like you need to clean your room before you can go outside and play soccer with the boys, right? And he would just never go and play soccer with the boys because he'd never fucking clean his room, right? Now the kid's a little bit more OCD, but... (laughs) but he will go and play soccer and feel good and get that hit and then come inside and then he's more likely to clean his room. Does he do it perfect? No. Does he do all of it? Not all the time. But we're trying to reduce the expectation and actually see it for what it is. Before he did nothing, now he'll come back in and do something. And we build on that something. Now, the other thing that is so important is that we need to learn to outsource. Right, like when you think about ADHD, I want you to write down, get a piece of paper on one side, what are all the things that I fucking rock at? And then on the other side, what is the stuff that I fucking struggle with? And on the side where you struggle, on the side where it's a weakness or whatever language you want to use, like where can you outsource some of that shit? Right? And sometimes it might be that you have the capacity to pay someone, like I'm really shit with money. So I pay my accountant to deal with all of that shit so I don't have to do it, right? In terms of the house, at the moment, financially, we're saving for other things. So I don't want to pay or don't have the funds for a cleaner. But what I will say to Joel is I'm cooking will blow my fucking brain up. I cannot do it. It's too overwhelming. I can't plan and organize it. I can't have something on the stove and then trying to cook something else because if you talk to me, then that's burnt, that's spilt, and it's just a fucking nightmare. So we negotiate. So I outsource the cooking to him and then I do the cleaning, right? So you can barter and negotiate, right? Well, with my friends, like I will say to them, look, I'm really good at resumes and I can help you with your resume. I can help you with paperwork. Like I love words and I love putting things together. But could you please come over and help me organize my room? Because it's a bomb. It's a nightmare. It's gone off and it's distressing for me right now. And so again, I outsource that to them through the barter system, right? Like I actually get them to support me in a way that I need help and then also with a way that they need help, yeah? So I just want you to start thinking about when you think about like strength-based approach to treating ADHD is two things, right? Is 
really consciously choosing to look at what you do well because you're not going to naturally do it. Consciously choosing to what your kids do well or not even do well, but just what you're fucking interested in. Like there's many things that I see as a strength that I don't necessarily do well. Like I fucking love learning about psychology. Do I always do things well in that area? No, (laughs) right? But I'm interested in it. So it feels like a strength. Yeah. So what is that stuff? Write it down, get clear on it, and then start doing your dance. Do some of your strength-based stuff, some of the positive stuff, and then flip it over to the other side and intervene with some of the shit that you need to be doing. And then the second thing that we're doing is we're starting to outsource, right? Where can I outsource? Where can I give something I don't want away and ask for help in return? You know, that give and take, that barter, because it's so important with ADHD to just be super honest with yourself, right? Because if you consistently try to push it uphill and expect, like if you should all over yourself, if you hear the word should, chances are after that is an expectation that's not realistic, right? Like for me, if it's like, I should just know how to manage my bunny better. I fucking tried and it's hard and I struggle. So I've owned that now. And now I go to the accountant, right? Now I get other people to help me check in with, is the bills paid? Is that the right words, right? Like not the right words, the right numbers. Cause I have this thing where I don't know, this is so random, off off track, maybe you experience it too, but when I go to pay bills, I will reverse numbers. I don't know whether it's like like a discalculator thing or something, but so even when I pay bills, it's not always my impulsivity. I don't know whether it's my attention or it's reading things wrong, but like the translation gets problematic. And before I used to have these stories around, I'm such an idiot and I should be able to do it and it's not that fucking hard. And now I'm just like, It's something that I struggle with and that's okay. And I'm not going to keep, you know, what do they say? Flogging the dead horse, right? I'm actually just going to own it. Shift over here to a strength-based, acknowledge that I do this well, ask for support here and then keep moving forward. Because here's the thing with ADHD, right? We don't want every problem that we have to be a roadblock that we have to fix or problem solve before we can move forward in life. Because if that's the case, it's going to feel like you're like, forward, back, forward, back, like you're just on the one spot, not moving. Whereas if you don't have the roadblocks because you actually have the support, you can just be like, oh, okay, there was that issue, but I've got support with that so I can keep moving forward. That's making sense, right? The other thing that I want you to think about in regards to a strength-based approach is really how you flip the script in terms of how you speak to yourself, in terms of how you speak to your ADHD part, in terms of how you speak to other people with ADHD. Because I I don't know the exact research, but I seen it the other day. It's like kids with ADHD or even within ourselves, we get so many negative comments, right, thrown at us compared to people that don't have ADHD. It's crushing for the soul, right? Don't do that. You shouldn't have done that. Why did you do that? How fucking hard is that? Like you think about how many of those sentences get thrown at you daily by somebody else or yourself? It's heavy and it's weighted and it's exhausting. And so if we keep the language in a negative space, again, we're back over here and we're in problem. Whereas if we're moving it over here and we're looking at strength-based, strength-based is not just about what you do. It's also what you say, right? Like it's the old sentence of, um, I remember when Max was younger, my um, second eldest son, and I would be like, mate, stop drawing on the walls. And literally I would turn around and that kid, I kid you not, was drawing on the fucking floor. 
right? And I remember like taking him to a psychologist and they're like, well, why don't you just ask him to draw on paper? And I was like, because I didn't fucking think of that, <laughs> right? Like it's so simplistic and yet I didn't think about it, right? So it's telling our brains what we want and what the focus is and what the strength-based approach is versus what the problem is, right? So the problem was drawing on the wall. So the minute I'm like, don't draw on the wall, he just found another solution, right? But what I really wanted him to do was draw on the paper, but I didn't language it. And we do this to ourselves all the time, right? Oh my God, I, I don't want to avoid the gym tomorrow. Or, oh my God, I, I hope I get up in the morning and I remember the thing that I was supposed to do. We're going to fucking forget, right? Whereas if we're saying to ourselves, wow, okay, I'm writing this down now and I'm putting it on the fridge and in the morning, my goal is to check it. Even if you don't check it, you're reinforcing strength, you're reinforcing positive, you're reinforcing the thing that you want to do versus the thing you don't want to happen. So that's the other part of strength base that I want you to start thinking about. Are you talking to yourself in terms of what you want from you, from your child, from your teen, from your partner, or are you talking to yourself and them in what you don't want? right? Is the language that you're using in the positive and not positive as in like everything's a fucking rainbow, but positive in the sense of strength-based, right? Hey, Joel, um, I've got this thing where I'm, you know, got to go out tomorrow. Could you please set a timer for me so that together we can remember that I've got to do the thing, right? Strength-based. Not strength-based would be, fuck, you know, I am so hopeless. I'm not going to remember tomorrow. I need you to remind me because I'm such an idiot. It's the same sentence, but it's spoken differently, right? So this is the things that I want you to play with and I want you to practice. And I want you to spend some time, like maybe over the next day, the next week, like just checking in with yourself, right? How much time in your day are you spending on focusing on problem? How much time in your day are you spending on talking to yourself like a piece of shit, how much time in your day could you practice shifting into what is my strength? What do I do well here? What do I need to outsource? How can I speak to myself differently? You know, what would happen? Like, think about it. Write it down for yourself. What would happen or what would be different at the end of my day, at the end of the week, at the end of the month, if I actually spoke to myself with respect? if I actually gave myself permission to do the things that I did well and ask for support with the things I don't? Like what would be different in my world for me or for my partner or my child or my teen? Like really sit in that space. Because for me, what became different was that I got to be more of myself. And I got to spend more energy doing the things that I knew I was fucking good at, which made me feel better and more confident and yes, I still get anxiety. I haven't had a panic attack in oh a long time now, maybe, I don't know, six to 12 months. And I'm so much more able to manage that anxiety within because I'm treating myself in a different way, right? And again, I would love to hear what you get from this conversation. What's showing up for you? Like jump into the Facebook group living with ADHD, you know, tag me, Sky Steel, so I can actually hear from you about what you get out of this conversation, okay? I would love to hear from you. Have an awesome evening, and I will talk to you all again soon. Bye.